Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I was a-bouncing and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. Well, I can't recall a time when I ever had so much fun as I did when I rode. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 62 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgevald, and we're presented today, as always, by the Carlotto Group. If you're looking for a new car used, a different manufacturer, um, well, I'd be remiss to say that you couldn't find it at the Carlotto Group. The best people out there, they're based out of Iowa, and they'll get you the car that you need uh, to go home with. So if you're looking for a car, call them, tell them that we told you to go there uh, and either make a very large disturbance or a very minuscule one, but nothing in between uh, when you walk in and uh, get the car of your dreams. Damon, how are we doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Uh like I was telling you before, didn't do a whole lot this weekend. Uh, did go home, was hoping to uh, get my windshield fixed, and unfortunately, it's not going to happen right now. So, uh, what was the verdict on that? What happened? I know what happened uh, with the there, windshield, but there was a rock that kicked up, and uh, rock kicked up, chipped the windshield, and it was during the stretch while we were having like three straight 100 degree days, and so it cracked across and it stood no chance unfortunately so gotta get a new windshield no big deal we'll get one replaced here soon so went and picked up my truck from the house this weekend went and watched some softball and winter set while i was there and uh then i listened to the whole race on the way home on prn today and that's about it yeah, we'll uh, we'll get talking about it in a sec here. I don't want to take too much time. I I was going to do a big rant about how shitty my car, apartment complex is. Um, they almost to- towed my car on a Friday morning. Um, I don't I don't want to get get into it. Maybe maybe you'll get me to rant on it later. Basically, just very very evil people running this place. Anyways, we haven't podcasted in nine days. A lot's happened, but at the same time. We're still kind of just watching racing and waiting for these big races that create the big moments that we love to talk about. The other moments happen naturally. We're going to talk about those, but it's still, it still kind of feels like this past few weeks, it's just like Kings Royals right around the corner. And now we're here. Sorry, Damon. I was trying to lead into having you talk. Is my internet? Oh well, I you kept cutting in and out on me, so I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, I heard I heard a little bit there about some some Kings Royal talk. I heard a little bit about just some of the big races, and boy, do we got some big races coming up. Um, that's the that's the big thing, um, you know. And and yeah, we haven't been on here for a few days, but really, let's be be quite honest with you. We we had you know, the big, big weekend at Houston's and now uh, that kind of set up for the big weekend coming up at Eldora and that's going to set up for the big weekend in Iowa. And then you got, you know, all the other, all the other big weekends uh, set and, and ready to go. And you sprinkle in some, some good winning races, uh, money to win races there in the middle 
middle of the week. And um, yeah, I think, you know, it, it was, went from basically the weekend in Houston's to, I wouldn't want to say a downtime cause there was still a lot going on, but kind of that, that downtime from the big money deal. It's the time of the summer where you don't know what race is going to give you the, the big pop. Right. Especially when there's like four or five going on at the same time. Well, let's, uh, let's start with uh, today's um, and we'll work our way back. Uh, but we just watched the NASCAR race at uh, new Atlanta. Uh, once again, we find ourselves on here talking about Ross Chastain, probably the sixth episode of a post-race podcast that we've done talking about him. And, uh, four of the times it was not because he won the race today. That is also true. Yeah. Um, boy, what a, uh, what a guy certainly making a name for himself, uh, and, and not necessarily in a good way. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I've, I've listened to a lot of different people and um, heard their takes on Ross Chastain. And there's few people that are out there that are, are, you know, going to the defense of Ross Chastain and, and they bring up valid points. However, you know, they're, they're trying to compare what Ross Chastain's doing to what, you know, Dale senior did to earn that one tough customer or earn that intimidator mantra. And, and the difference in my eyes is Ross Chastain is flat out ruining races for other drivers. Like he is, he's dumping drivers left and right. He's putting them in the wall. He's ending their day physically, completely ending their day. Whereas when you saw Dale senior in his heyday doing those type of things, he wasn't really ending people's day. And if he did, he was also ending his own day on top of it. It wasn't like he was ruining somebody else's to get a better result for himself. It, you know, there was, there was still times you go back to even like 1999 in Bristol and he ran down Terry Labonte and, and spun him out for the second time there at Bristol. And yes, senior went on to win the race and Terry got crashed. I think that's the only time that I know that that something big in that mantra um, has, has really happened. So for those that are trying to compare the two narratives, you, you're completely off the mark because it's not, it's not ruining Dale senior didn't ruin somebody else's day. He just moved them back a couple of spots. Yeah. Where, I've, I've seen the take now. too, that it's like, Oh, well, all drivers go through this. And I, I start very starkly. Do yeah. not remember another driver that came up through the truck garage and was the dirtiest driver in the garage and the Xfinity garage. And it was the same thing. And now he's in the cup series and look at where we're at now, you know? Uh, I do not remember a driver creating so much turmoil on the way up and when he got there. So um, I think it's easy to say that he's, you know, a destructive force, but I think looking at it like from a macro standpoint, um, Denny Hamlin came out and was pissed in the interview after gateway, right? Today he was far less mad after the race. And I think that's a sign that's like, okay, well, the kid just made his bed, you know, the call out was to tell him to get in the shape. This is like, I'm excited to see how people race them. It, it's, it's a question mark for sure. You know, with the way people will race Ross moving forward is um, don't expect anything in the next seven races wait until it actually hurts like denny said at gateway and you know ross came out and apologized for gateway but you know once is once you know you can you can get away with it now he's done it two times to denny alone and he's done it twice now to martin alone so don't expect uh don't expect any of those two guys to to really you know um really give them any any sort of leeway moving forward all right, guys, we're going to pick it back up right here. You might have just heard an ad. Sorry about that. CenturyLink sucks, uh, but the apartment complex I am, much worse. Much worse. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I want to talk to Chase Elliott. He's going to be looking like the favorite for the championship here in a bit. So, he came into the race tied with a couple other drivers with 13 playoff points uh, after today, sweeping the stages and winning the race. He has 20. Uh, and the regular season champ takes home 15. So, uh, 
you know, it, I, I hate doing the, like, if the playoffs started today thing. Um, but when you look at it, how many different winners we've had and how, like the lack of playoff points that are still available, he, he could be up 35 to 16, 17 on the next guy going into, uh, the opening round of the playoffs. And, you know, there's tracks there that he's good at and has seen success at, and you kind of look at all of it in a macro picture and, I've said that now twice today. I'm sorry, guys. I swear I didn't just learn that phrase. Uh, it could be a ticket to Phoenix if he plays his cards right. I would not be shocked if Chase drove the rest of the regular season racing for stage wins. So, and I I agree. I think Chase right now sits atop of, of anybody else. He's the only one that's really separating himself. But, you know, we do this – it seems like yearly we have these conversations and you see them all over the board of, okay, this guy's now won two out of the last three races. So are they the, are they the hot, the, the championship favorite? And I want to ask you this question in the day and age that we're currently at with the way the playoff format is set up. Is there such a thing anymore as a championship favorite? Yeah. Cause I think half of it's just based on the guy that, can point his way in the easiest he's the less far less pressure on him uh you know how they handle it if they've won it before i think you take a lot of things into account um to say someone's the favorite and uh one versus three or you know you know what i mean like a four-way battle Mm -hmm. for something it's not really realistic i mean we could yeah we could debate that all day long and i'd probably i'd probably say no like you got to go out and win that race so we've seen this before before cream rises to the top and i think he's if he goes in with that point situation though i like you almost have a ticket to phoenix not necessarily as we saw in 2020 kyle larson fan flashbacks here no i'm just saying kevin harvick Kevin Harvick too was a, was the prime example. You know that that's not a, you know, having points on your side is not a guaranteed thing in these in these playoffs. That's right, I, and you, you never I know when you're going to run into the number one. Right, exactly. And that's that's why I bring out the whole point though of you know is there such a thing as a championship favorite in the way the playoffs are set up now because once you get to the playoffs things basically reset you've got a buffer for essentially the first round maybe two but after that it, it all kind of evens itself out yeah I'm excited though it makes you know makes the back end of the year that much more exciting and I think uh there's pros and cons to it, but that's, that's how they decide the champion. So. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, as of today, I would say as of today, there's, you know, there's a clear cut group of guys and chases at the top of that. I mean, the, he's one, two out of the last three. The only thing that is, I guess, semi concerning is the two tracks that he's won uh, here, Nashville, Bill and then today at uh, today at Atlanta, neither one of those two tracks are going to have any sort of resemblance in the playoff. So that's kind of the one thing that I think evens things back out. But then again, you know, we we don't know because there are some tracks, especially you go to the Roval, Kansas, and and Talladega, all in the playoffs, and and he's won at all three of those. Yeah, and you kind of you look at, you know, what's the short tracks going to look like? What's Bristol? We don't we've never seen Bristol like this with the next gen car. Uh, Richmond, you can debate whether it's a short track or not. Uh, in how it races, I'm not doing the name game thing here. Uh, and then Martinsville, obviously, and we saw what happened the first time we were there. So you know what's what's going to happen this time? And like today at Atlanta, I was shocked less teams race for track position because that's what that race screams to me it took me 40 laps today to realize like this is looking more and more like it looked the first time we were there and track positions at a premium today so when is that going to you know show its head and like Corey lajoy taking no tires on that late pit stop that's a great move I thought more people should have done that throughout the race to get from, you know, Bubba Wallace was running in 30th all day. 
and he's a super speedway guy. And what, Ricky Sten, what what happened to Ricky Stenhouse's car? So it just blew up. It's from what it sounds like, uh, just listening to the to the radio broadcast is Ricky had front right issues like all day like something was broke in the front of that car all day long then he got it fixed and they ran up front and then yeah something just completely uh shut off and and his day was done yeah it sucks man he has so much bad luck kind of go his way and you know that happens to people it's happening to a lot of guys this year just a lot of people were kind of used to like seeing be out front all the time and, you know, be a power. Uh, and I'm not trying to name drop people that I think have underperformed or anything, but I was talking to Justin Henderson about that. He, Damon, he looked at me, he goes, Justin Henderson doesn't have bad luck. <laughs> it was like the, it was like very funny, but also like very cool in like a dorky way. So I think, <laughs> I think a lot of his idea. talent, obviously he's awesome at Houston. So that's so funny. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, what we could just go like this. What, what did you see out of the dirt world this week? Um, and I, I can start here that as we sit today, when, and when you're listening to this podcast, unless you're listening two weeks late, uh, Sheldon Hoddenshield and Carson Macedo have combined to win 15 world of Outlaws races this year. Brad sweet has won. Yep. yep. Brad sweet's leading the points. It's yep. You can, in the fans screaming World of Outlaws favoritism at the two-minute clock when he goes to the work area, I I will hear out your argument. He's got to go to the work area. I'm not, I'm not going to proclaim that it's absolutely correct, but I will definitely hear out your argument. He's He's got to get to the work area first. He was there, he was there at Houston's. You're right. For but four one, minutes almost. One out of how many times has he has he actually? You know, I get what you're saying, and I yeah. completely agree. Don't get me wrong. Um, there's, you know, I I read all those those tweets that came up, and I can't say I don't disagree, but I also don't agree. Um, but it pays to be consistent, man. It pays to run up front, and in in the traditional point standings, that's what they want. That's what, you know, you're running these 80, 90 plus races a year. You're, you're supposed to be consistent across the board. You can win a boatload of races, right? You can go out and win every single time. If you wanted to, if you're finishing outside the top 10, outside the top five in the races that you don't win, that seems to be a problem. Right. Absolutely. And they're doing it. I mean, they're yeah as cleanly as they could do it in such a kind of eventful series, I guess I'm trying to say like a type of product that kind of creates moments and creates bad luck, good luck, um, all sorts of twists and turns. It's not like any other, you know, national touring series where there's, there's a set number or a set group of drivers that you know you're going to go up against every single night. You're going to different tracks across the country and you're facing with different people that are all of different talent levels and different equipment. So that, you know, you can get caught up in your own mess and your and in your own doing, but it's also getting not getting caught up in everybody else's problems. Absolutely. Uh, the other thing was we're going to go into five straight days of pretty big races three of the five of them much bigger than the other two um but the other two contributing to the second and or yeah second and third of the yep. list there um my, i want to put out a call to action i learned this in high school damon this is what you do you you tell your fans to do something and they have to do it that's what the yep. textbook said in my Correct. high school radio class yeah call me privileged i went and had a high school radio class my beef with the apartment complex is no that has no relation here okay i'm not my dad's a lawyer uh but my friend is a lawyer and he told me i can't sue them i'll stop ranting about that again god I'm still so pissed about it. Anyways, can we please like go one big event without having the same damn arguments that we have on Twitter? <laughs> Every damn big race. Driver intros, track prep. Cry, cry about it. Hey, 
on the bright side, on the bright side, we I don't think we have to worry about a gate opening this time. I hope not. <laughs> and race for 175 grand, we're going to complain about how long it takes them to get the track ready. Like, jeez. And yeah. the, the crappy thing is, is at Houston's all the people crying about it, like, we're absolutely right. They should have stopped. They should have, yeah. But that's, it's not. It's a mood point now. I, I would just hire the Duncans to run every track in America at this point. Yeah, I don't think that they would do that themselves. Uh, they're, they're great people, but I don't think they want that problem either. Maybe, but, we could get uh, them to, maybe we could get them to expand their family. Hey, you know, I think if, if Tony Stewart was willing to destroy a track less than 24 hours before a million dollar race, I think he's going to be doing all right this coming weekend. Yeah. He'll do whatever it takes and hopefully it gets there. Um, I'm excited though. The return of that historical big one is back. So they're two crown jewel races in the same week. Uh, Brad Doty, Doty classic. That's on Tuesday. So that's, I don't want to call it just as big, but it's, it's a bigger race than a normal one. Um, so I, I'm excited. It's, it's a, uh, it's the week that kicks, that kicks off the big moments of the year. Month of money, baby. Yep. This is, uh, it's going to be a fun roller coaster right here. Do you have, uh, what else do we have for dirt? Ricky Weiss, um, just uh, top five in a crown jewel late model. Well, in a big late model race. It's not a crown jewel in a late model if it's not Eldora, right, folks? <laughs> well, yeah, no kidding. Um, what, what, are the big, what are the big late model races? Oh, well, we have two. They have different names. They're the same amount of laps, and they're at the same racetrack. <laughs> I mean, not wrong, but <laughs> it doesn't stack up though to the Knoxville Model Nationals, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, then you got to add in all the uh, races down here at Wheatland in in Missouri at the uh, the Show Me Soil, the Show Me race. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I just wanted to say that Davenport looked as badass as ever. Um, that was a killer of a track looked a lot of fun and and definitely a uh well prepped well prepped night and really to be quite honest with you the the late models at any of the tracks that they've been to in the last four or five nights have uh have delivered yeah are you throwing hell tour in there too yeah, I mean any any late model race that you can you can look at, they've really had a lot of good tracks. Yeah, and I think uh it just gets better with how many times you do it, right? Like if you're in a series and a track kind of keeps sucking, you're gonna get it off your schedule. And if it's not safe or what and if it's good, hopefully you get it back on there. I know there's a lot of debate about that between uh the World of Allies and Kokomo. Mm-hmm. Now the people pissed off that Kokomo's on the video game and not on the World of Allies <laughs> sprint car schedule. Like, shut up! The game hasn't came out. I, I'm calling my shot here, and I'm already like proving myself right. They've announced five tracks of the game, and people won't stop bitching about it. We haven't seen any in-game gameplay. They want, and this is what they're asking for: still images of the graphics of the game. It doesn't tell you anything. Just go buy it because it's the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. And it's not NASCAR. It's not as big as Formula One. It's not as big as IndyCar. And they have a video game. So go buy it and go try to have fun with it. And if you can't have fun with it, then give it to a kid and give it to him for free. I just have a, a minor hunch that you're peeved at something else. So you're taking it out on the World of Outlaws game. <laughs> I'm no, I'm taking it out on the people that complain about stuff. And I'm trying not to complain about my own stuff here. I've been trying to the whole whole podcast, Damon. You might as well let the cat out of the bag. All right. So I wake up Friday. Zach's leaving the apartment. I get a phone call. Hey, your car's on the tow truck. And I think he's screwing with me. And I'm like in the shower. Connor was not in the work area either. So I go, I get out of the shower, get dressed, walk downstairs. My car is on the tow truck. 
stupid. I know. I walk up to the guy. I'm like, what's up? He's like, you're in a loading zone. I'm like, what? He goes, you're in a loading zone. So I had to tell her I can do a drop fee. It's an apartment thing. So you got to be kidding me. The loading zone is faded paint. So the paint's not there. It's dark over there. There's not a light next to it. And there is no sign denoting that it's a damn loading zone. So I had to pay a $170 drop fee. And I go to the front office and the lady's like, well, this is your fault. And I said, what the fuck do you mean it's my fault? She goes, well, people need that spot. People need to load things. And I'm like, all right, first of all, if you think it's that important, then paint it. Okay. Put a sign up. The handicap signs next to it have your apartment logo on them. And I think that's some pompous shit too. and so i'm like i don't want to pay 170 dollars. this is stupid i also had to prove that i don't make that much money to live in these apartments so not only are you towing me but you're also towing on other like lower class citizens to no personal gain of your own except for whatever crow tow is paying your dipshit ass to allow them to come in and tow whatever car they damn well please so for no personal gain, you're like, yeah, tow everybody. Stupid. It, in, out of any apartment complex to do it, one that's required to be low income, that's even shittier. And I just, I've had it up to my head with like asshole people that want to take people that have been hit enough in their lives and kick them while they're down. And it just sucks, Damon. So I hope you all enjoyed that because that has been in me for all weekend, and I've probably just repeated it in different words to like seven people. So I shouldn't laugh, but no, it's 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 objectively funny when I get pissed off at things. It was the best three minutes that this podcast has had in over seven months. I just I hope I delivered on it because I'm I need I don't want to like rant on things too long. I'm trying to work on that. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so. That is the lift lift at Jordan Creek Apartments, by the way. Just so. There you go. I don't know. A few. Not suggesting it or anything. (laughs) Do you recommend living there to other people? Not right now. I'll let you know if they give me my 200 bucks back. (laughs) I thought it was 170. Yeah, $10 interest every day they don't call me. (laughs) Jesus. I'm calling I'm calling big management tomorrow because front desk lady was not happy that she called me a name and I could have used the C word and I didn't. Oh my god. You all should be proud of me there. I don't even know where to begin. I just also PR notice I would never purposely park and take away a parking spot from a handicapped person. Travis from Twitter, that's you. At you, buddy. He's he's not actually saying I would, but I'm just oh my god, just throwing stuff out. This Has Buddy Kofoid won the midget race yet? Not that I know of. Can we talk? Um, okay, I love that. I I do have to give props to Lucas Lucas series here. The Lucas OLA models do such a great like. They just take the finishing positions from Thursday and Friday, and that's where you line up on Saturday, and that's how they run their three-day big shows. That's how every big show should be ran anywhere in a, anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. And if you're the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series, run a feature program, run that, and combine it to the next night. I'd love to see that, um, but I also don't think you need to fix what's not broken. So. But I do love that they do that. The USAC Nationals at Houston's, I was up till 3 a.m. last night. I couldn't find the lineups. They didn't come out today until the scratches came out. Don't make people wait all, all day Sunday for an event where you're going to line them up beforehand. Just put the points out. Did they know well, that was, there was The World of actually did that at Houston's last time, and they had a scratch in Brian Brown, and it fixed itself, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, that answers my question. What was there anything else we missed? No, I mean it was my question was are were they capable of doing it with a scratch? But you answered that. So oh oh yeah yeah yeah. Well, they, and they had put the lineups out before. They just changed. Right. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or I think they put the points that. out and I put the lineups together on our website. No, it I think they posted the lineup. They had the lineup. Do they have the lineup with Brown, though? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I think so. I could be wrong. I don't remember a whole lot. I always, anytime I do that, when I line stuff up by, I'm looking at the points and this is how it says it's lined up, I usually write that at the top, like, these aren't official, these were compiled by some idiot wearing an Iowa State hat in a hotel room. Still yeah. angry at his apartment complex. That's it. Okay. It, it, it's like fresh. Like it happened like 40 hours ago. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else do we, do we have from the weekend? There's a ton of stuff and I should have wrote some down, but I was out at dinner and came back and wanted to flush this out with day. I was so eager to talk about the, <laughs> The racing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it just was, funny because you're on the verge of laughing about. Oh, go ahead. I say it's been a lot of good racing. Uh, Kyle Larson won a second Don Martin Memorial Cup. That's a big deal. Silver Cup. Uh, the the Memorial Silver Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Don Martin Memorial More, Silver Cup. Um, I, Deer Creek, both Martin. Deer Creek and Wilmot on Saturday had the biggest crowds in track history. Yeah. So that's the big that's one thing. So that's one thing I noticed, uh, not to cut you off, but that's no, one thing good. I noticed from this weekend is, and I know Adams County and Corning, they hosted a, a fans get in free event on Saturday night. Really? Yeah. God. It was, it was all fans getting free on Saturday night. I'm sorry. We missed that guys. That's on me. And, um, it, to be quite honest with you, I've not seen a, that many people in the stands at Corning in a really long time, but that I, that's seeming to be the the norm right now. They pack the stands at Nashville Fairgrounds for the SRX race. I just watched it the replay like less than an hour ago. You had the not the the night over at Corning where the fans got in free and the place was packed. The two tracks that set attendance records over the weekend. The the grassroots side of things are back. And, and I'm going to tell you this, but so I go to uh, Michigan this week, I leave on Thursday for a recruiting trip to Michigan and Friday night, I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to go spend my Friday night at Berlin speedway, just down the road from my apartment or from my hotel there. And that's the track that MRN's Jeff Striegel is, uh, is a part of. And so it, it's a paved paved track. There's going to be limited late models there. Yeah, they got Arca there every year. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They run ARCA there. So they run these limited late models. I've not seen a pavement race in a really long time at a short track. So I'm excited for that. Uh, and the crowds have been good there. So, you know, the, the grassroots side is, is big and, and alive. And it's awesome. I hope this is the new, uh, sort of Renaissance or revolution of motorsports in America. And I think it can be. And if you guys are, pissed because something's getting corporatized or whatever your definition of that might be, or you think it's already happening, uh, shut it again. I'm coming at a lot of people and I need to, st- I, honestly, it is not with, it is not with anger. such vulgarity that I am displaying in my voice. You are uh, taking out your car anger on everybody. Yeah. That's what, that's probably what it is. Uh, but this is good. Like more professional, put more logos, different places. Don't be intimidated by logos. Um, you can be upset that the world of LS four wide salute is now sponsored. That's, that's fine, but let people make money where they think they need to make money. And honestly, that's more money to the world of allies for you. So, right. You know what? That's going to be paid back. Here's the thing. They've shown that over the past year and a half with how they've raised their purses and are treating their full full time drivers. So let let them do those things and trust them. The, um, we do have one okay. Yeah, you say your thing. I got I was just gonna say the more money that these series bring in the lower ticket costs are going to be for you, the fans, you're going to be able to go to these events for lower ticket prices because they're bringing in more and more sponsors to help cover those expenses that go to the track that go to the drivers that go to the teams. All of those things are going to be covered because sponsors are, are, are stepping up. And that kind of depends on who's promoting and who owns the track and what they're selling ticket prices for. But in some places, yeah. 
I'd say in most of the the national touring series, that's the case. Yeah. Um, I would say too, like we need to enjoy this part of racing in America right now before streaming and dirt racing kills it. <laughs> Man, I should have kept talking. It would have been <laughs> Gosh. You streaming you streaming's gonna ruin this sport, man. No one's gonna you go to any races anymore. <laughs> you and your boy are just having at it, aren't you? Oh no, 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 no. It's not that. It's not him specifically. But it is. No, 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 no. But no, it I've is. I've seen this from a few different. No, I, I have too. But it all stemmed from from one guy and one guy only. Absolutely no, no. I like what they're doing at that. You're gonna. It's gonna get out who that is, and no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not coming at him specifically whatsoever. That's a lie. It's it's definitely not at him. And it was actually. I got to give Dawson credit for coming up with that joke because that was Saturday night. He came up with that after that tweet. I give. I get at least a tweet once a week from you from that one guy. Now I don't know if we're talking about the same guy. No, we are. I've only seen you two or three from him. Damon and I send... We've all been in a row. You know what? If you send bad tweets like me and Damon do, I've sent them to Damon. Yeah. Just letting you all know, we see all. We we have to talk about the uh, blind side heard around the world. Which is? So at the World of Outlaws race, last weekend when I was in D.C., Saturday night... Uh, they were. Oh yeah! That- what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Did that tr- Johnny, time Johnny out? Time out. Are you reacting to Zach dropping a can no. of pickles in the background, or did you no. just my charger block? The light bulb clicked. <laughs> no, it was the light bulb clicking about what you were talking about. I was trying to figure out what blind side you were talking about. <laughs> it, was, it was a blind side. Oh my god! Oh, I gotta show yeah. you this video. You haven't seen it yet. It was awful. Sorry about it. So that was uh, rumored to be allegedly uh, Justin Reimers, uh, the son of World of Outlaws CEO Carlton Reimers. Uh, that blindside tackled a crew member while he was trying to help Sean Hot. Jeez, I combined his first and last name there. Sheldon Hottenshield in the work area. Uh, and he just walks up and instead of saying anything, just tackles the guy. Well, he and didn't was, walk up. No, that was that was a full-on run right at the throat. So there was nothing. There was not a statement posted publicly from the outlaws. I'm not going at anybody here. Uh, there are like hr type of laws where you can't or can choose not to disclose penalties of some sort um and that could have been the case here but i think it would be unfair of us to not bring it up and i did honestly forget since we haven't podcast we took the week off with the fourth of july and me being on an airplane and ticked off about that the tsa stole my shampoo again Buy smaller shampoo. Yeah, I guess I need to. Well, it got out. It didn't get back in. And that's that's where the confusion. Anyways, public enemies out there. Okay, I got a big list. It's getting bigger by the day. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was another example of angry refereeing and uh, taken to the extreme. Taken to the extreme. The guy was an idiot in the first place. Like if we had a what an idiot episode like they do on the uh like they do on the uh on America's DBC. funniest home criminals or whatever. Well, that too, but I was saying on DBC they have their their what an idiot segment. If we yeah. had something like that, that guy is top of the list for me because that guy literally was pushing Sheldon in the in the uh, UTV from the front wing and you can physically see the front wing move as he's pushing the oh, can backwards. Yeah. Cause you I've can seen, see I've it. seen people get a push from the front wing and I, I didn't, I've never seen it. Like it, it didn't like affect where it actually sat, but where it was being pushed from, you can kind of see it move a little bit up and down. And the guy was the, the guy that was helping out from Donnie Schatz's crew was literally just saying, stop but then he backs him into the fence and that's where that's where shots crew member got really pissed was he backed him into the fence 
and and hit him over all already on a bent wheel and hit him into the into the fence and then he just comes out and and tackles the guy while they're working on the tire yeah and i i don't think there's much for me to add to that i agree with everything you said um i will say the fact that we haven't heard not only stuff from the outlaws but uh the i'm pretty sure was the guy tackled was commenting on facebook about things and i haven't seen anything or heard anything beyond uh what was said sunday morning i guess if i can say that um so i i would say that's you can view it as a good thing uh because i assume something was done uh they didn't release a statement on it which is also completely fine uh and if they want to they can release one i was gonna ask a i was gonna ask a couple people kind of what the vibe was or what happened and stuff like that at burlington the race got rained out so apologize for that uh because i didn't do my due diligence and just call people ahead of time but has been a loaded week yeah it's you would think though in today's day and age with the way things spread and as fast as they spread on social it's always better to just release a statement even if it doesn't say anything just the words on a graphic go so far with people for some reason yeah and i think we've done our fair share of saying people can be really stupid about things so for some reason they really like press releases that are just three sentences that say something happens we're we're taking care of it yeah well and it's like do you think they're not like where where is the assumption that they wouldn't look into that if any crew member is tackled by a series official or vice versa i would assume there would be some sort of a quote investigation whether it is formally a scooby-doo chase or just looking into what happened that's people think investigation means like scooby-doo would, um, if it was vice versa, like if it was a crew member that came at one of the series officials, or that guy, that the team would got, be the team would be punished, yeah. the driver would be punished, and we would have seen a press. And I think that's where the, that's where uh, the dismay fans, comes from from yeah. people that work in the industry and people that work for the teams. Yeah, absolutely. That's the frustrating thing. But um, what's that famous video clip from Jack Hewitt? They give him a shirt that says official on it, and he thinks he can. He thinks he's got authority. It's the greatest clip of all time. Oh, and it, it's probably the truest. The amount of power can do really weird things to people, and it's interesting when like. I was in a fraternity. I, dude, I sound like the most preppy rich kid, like asshole right now. Oh, 100%. Just over the whole episode. <laughs> I, was in, I was in a fraternity. I saw many a power trips and I, it's just that it was a fun, like to study kind of like what people would do and view you as based on a title that meant nothing. And that's yeah. what I would tell kids. Like, I, I don't care if this guy's this guy. We're, we're 30 dudes living in a house together why are we this is not a government exactly it's a very very small village i was like in, in the olden days we'd be trying to populate the country like you're we're just lucky we're not doing that here i found the video by the way the hewitt video yeah it's awesome Play on the speaker can't see you know we sat there the youth act officials y'all jealous i sat there and he got the green light back off he turned the green light back on so i got in the tuck position sure enough we got hit he's a fat little query son of a bitch little son of a bitch i'll get his neck then he went to use his USAC shirt that says authority. You know, his little son bitch probably makes 175 a week, which is fine. But he makes his shirt on, then he's authority. Got all this power. And he wants to just go back to the pits. Well, he fucked up. And he can kiss my dick. And if I get the chance, he's going to. Jackson, you all right, though? I'm all right. The car's tore up. Yeah, thanks. It's <laughs> the greatest quote in all of... I would say all of racing. That's the best thing about racers is you, you can get that from people and <laughs> it's just being real, you know? Oh, that's so awesome. 
Uh, one last thing from me. Did you see the Pace Pro race last night? It's probably one of the best I've seen. I heard it was really good. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was out at softball last night, so I didn't get a seat, chance to watch it. But uh, Scott, yeah, I heard it was really good. Scotty Scotty Johnson is too nice of a kid to ever say this, but uh, he passed very cleanly for the lead uh, and was Ross Chastained out of it. <laughs> Man, we've seen it all, haven't we, this weekend? And it feels like it's a quiet week, but like then you like remember stuff, and we'll we'll do better with the rundown guys, especially when we. <laughs> You remember We're a week like ago. when Parker Kligerman didn't get ran over by Zane Smith when he had every Fucking opportunity. Par- yeah, Parker Kligerman won a damn race this weekend. Yeah. it's about, You know how many times I've bet on Parker Kligerman and finally hit? Did you finally bet on him when he actually Yeah, won? I need to get back to posting betting videos. They weren't getting a lot of views, so I kind of got away from him. So if you guys want those back, let me know. I, I would like to do them um, – I don't know. The record was definitely not as stout this year as it has been the first year and a half. Uh, That's a fact. But it is. I'd have to put it in the in the spreadsheet. But I think we're close to even again. Well, Kligerman's win helped. That's that's good. As long as Kligerman won, that's a big deal. Yeah, I had a uh, had Elliot Blaney and Stenhouse today. Well, one of the three of those worked out. Yeah. Uh, well. I, I try not to bet top top three, top five, top ten a ton. Uh, but when I do, it usually works good. Didn't work today, but we got Elliot. So you're, you were saying anyway before we jumped to Parker Kligerman, Scotty got moved out of the way like Ross Chastain was behind him. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. But it was still a really good race for late race action, top three guys. And Mayberry honestly came out of nowhere to get into the fight with – uh, Scotty and uh, Mike, I believe. Mm-hmm. No, Matt. 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 Yeah. I was going to say, I'm jumping over myself here. Ayrton uh, podiumed last night, too. This is a big, big night for him. Boy, did he need it. Yep. Uh, Terry McCarl won the 360 race. Gio Selzy. Uh, oh, and Terry, let me up, let me look at the updated points. Uh, and before I get to that, uh, Terry McCarl, I'm, I'm so head backwards right now. Hold on. 360 points in Knoxville. New points. Terry McCarl, 3,274. Clint Garner, 3,196. So 78 point gap there. Um, and that's, that's big. Uh, Clint did not make a qualifying lap because he had to change an engine and it cost him a lot. Uh, so that's fun development there because yeah. it's basically just been those two guys at the top of the 360 ranks and we'll see what happens in the rest of the season um but it's getting down the nitty gritty here and then uh geo selzy won the 410 race and i did an interview with him afterwards and i used to not video all my interviews so i don't have the geo one anywhere saved or audio of it uh, but i was telling him after the first time i interviewed him i think he was 16 i think i was 18 or 19 maybe maybe 20 uh and it was really hard to interview geo because you could ask him eight questions and the answers and questions combined could be less than a minute long Mm -hmm. he'd say about 10 words all of them very quickly and get the point and that's it and he talked for 45 seconds unprompted on the video we did with him and I said, like, you've grown up a ton. I can tell, like, Dom's finally rubbing off on you. And he goes, well, don't put it like that. <laughs> so, yeah, you probably shouldn't put it like that. Could say You could say his dad's rubbing off on him a little bit. That would be a little better. <laughs> Did you have anything we missed from the week in general? Uh, no, not really. Um, I know they're racing in Donaldson tonight with the Power Eye. I uh, saw that Terry and Austin are both racing in that power ideal at Donaldson. I think that's tonight anyway. Um, but yeah, not, not a whole lot uh, else that, that we touched on and been a, uh, been a busy week, even though it hasn't necessarily seemed like it's been that busy. Yeah, you're and you're absolutely right. Um, well, hold on. So 
sorry, my hotspot started doing some things. Um, let's uh, we'll end it there. We'll get a uh, we'll get a guest for Wednesday. Um, not sure who it'll be yet, but we'll get someone fun. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys uh, Thursday morning, I guess. And shoot me, yeah, maybe we'll have to go after Wednesday and pre. Or do you want to go after Wednesday to preview the big one, or do you want to go after the big one to preview? Kings Royal. We might as well just preview the whole darn thing, right? I mean, we kind of just did. Well, like 40 I'd, minutes ago. It's been a while. That was that was pre-rant. Yeah, yeah, well, that's a good rant. Yeah, see. I'm just glad it happened. I hope you agree with me. If you don't, I need to explain it to you. I'll call you and explain it, but anticipate a 40 minute conversation. I mean, if you didn't understand it in the three minutes, I said it, <laughs> I don't have the words to get you there. So we're going to have to find alternative ways. Draw them a picture. Right. That's the best way. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on, so I'm sure we'll, we'll figure something out. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll plan for that. Maybe we'll do Tuesday. Tuesday night and Thursday night late after the racing action ends, but we'll figure, I, I want to do Thursday after the historical big one. I think that's the best case for us. So we'll be red hot. It'll be in the middle of the week for them. What do you think? Sure. I don't, right. I'm, I'm going to be on, on recruiting trip on starting on Thursday. So it'll be interesting, but yeah. Oh shoot. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And you'll be around Friday morning. Uh, possibly. Okay. Well, thank you guys for attending our content meeting post show. Yes. Yes. I <laughs> uh, appreciate y'all listening. Uh, check out Carlotta group. Uh, they do a ton to support us. Um, and thank you again. Uh, we will see you at episode 63, whenever it might be. Uh, we're going to get to the regular schedule next week. Uh, in August, it will be completely different. And I think with the Iowa IndyCar weekend in two weeks, it's going to be even more different there too. So, Damon, I'm getting you taken care of for that. Perfect. Um, so stay tuned for that. We'll I'll probably just send out a tweet if – schedules end up changing and stuff, but look for uh, at least the midweek episode. Maybe you'll get one or two more. <laughs>